0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is the seventh week after Pentecost. This week, we are focusing our attention on the Gospel reading for the coming week, a reading in which Jesus teaches his disciples that life is more than acquiring an abundance of possessions. Our theme this week is Jesus' Disciples Invest in God's Kingdom. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all the gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Luke, chapter 12, beginning this morning at verse 21, and ending at verse 21. Jesus said, So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. What does being rich mean to you? How will you know when you are rich? Let's say your numbers come up in tonight's mega millions drawing and you win the billion dollar jackpot. When you claim your prize, will you be rich? Of course, you will have claim to a super-abundance of money. But is money the best way to measure wealth? It's worth spending some time pondering that, maybe uh, going through that a little bit deeper. What do we mean by wealth? What are riches? There's certainly one way to measure wealth. Certainly the most dominant way of measuring riches in our country is by counting money is there something more valuable than money and if it is if there is what is it i think this is part of what jesus is teaching us throughout this whole section money and possessions or grain or other commodities whatever it might be are all ways that we measure riches and these are not the only way though to measure wealth or even the best way to measure wealth true riches are actually Found in knowing God, in being filled in our hearts and in our souls with an abundance of divine wisdom. The wisdom that comes from knowing God, and God's word, and the way in which God has created and ordered the world, and the things that matter and value to God, that is the source of true riches. To value money and possessions over God and God's word is foolishness than folly, vanity. That kind of thinking leads, in the end, to emptiness and death. The farmer who tears down his barns, builds bigger storehouses, and tells himself to eat, drink, and be merry, he is a fool. He is a fool because he does not know God, consider God, comprehend God, seek God's ways in abundance. When the rich farmer dies, his plans for the future are shown to be foolishness, vanity. And so it is with all who accumulate an abundance of money and plan to live the good life, living off the fruit of their good fortune. They are cursed to always be unfulfilled. Not cursed as a punishment that comes from God, but the curse is a reward, kind of a warped reward, for their foolish, misplaced values. And why will they always be unfulfilled? Because like the rich farmer, they will not live long enough to truly enjoy what they have planned. Like the rich farmer, they will have bowed down. They will have pledged allegiance. They will have thought all good things in life that come from money and possessions instead of the God who created this earth, who owns everything. See, the thing about greed is that it tricks us that there is never enough. Maybe that's another story for another day. The curse in Jesus' story that we read yesterday is that the treasure that the rich farmer has laid up for himself will actually be enjoyed by someone else. He loses it all when he dies. It's given away. The worst of it is that someone else takes all of his possessions. And maybe that's why the greedy really are never satisfied. Sense that there is no way for them to actually hold on and enjoy what they have stored because they will eventually lose it all. Whether somebody always out to take some of it, whether someone always looking to enjoy or to live off of it. Unlike the things of God that multiply when they are divided, that grow when they are shared, the, the things of this world, when they're stored and they're accumulated, And to spoil. And since there is an abundance of this world, and that is actually another thing of God, wouldn't it be wise then to grow our wealth by generously sharing it, to multiply our riches by giving them away, and all the while thanking and praising God who gives so generously through Jesus Christ our Lord? All of the abundance that this world creates come to us as a gift of God so the wisdom of God the growth of that gift involves doing what God does for us generously lovingly giving and sharing <coughs> Jesus will go on to say don't worry about food don't worry about clothing Don't worry about money, but trust deeply in God's love and God's faithfulness to us, knowing that God has heard our prayer and will provide us daily bread. More on that tomorrow. And, by the way, if you happen to end this day as a billionaire, remember to first thank God and then kneel down and pray, saying, O Lord, what do you want me to do now? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially, we thank you for the abundance in goodness, of sus- the sustaining goodness of your creation, for for the new creation, that is breaking forth in Christ, and for All gifts that bring healing and forgiveness. For the communion of faith in your church. For the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people the ministers, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. Pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for people in neighborhoods rocked by violence, for those who are recovering and healing from the tragedy of gun violence, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for those who work to heal and bring reconciliation among neighbors and friends, for the sick, for the mourning, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else are we thankful? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through this night from all harm and danger, We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our lives and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours, that your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.